On this episode, you will see that you've been given back what man lost at the beginning of creation. The one thing that we need to dominate on earth and live in God's rest. Stay tuned. Life was bitter to the core. There was nothing to live for. Until love came. My name is Harold J. Perkins, and at the age of 17, I was selling drugs and on my way to an early grave. While sitting in my house with about 10 guys, God gave me an out-of-body experience, and I was lifted above the room. I could see everything moving in slow motion. After that, I got up and put those guys out, and I cried out to Jesus Christ. He came into my life with liberty and purpose. Then I ran into religion. And it has taken me over 40 years to navigate through religion to fully understand what came into me that day. This podcast is to help put you on a faster track than it took me to get through religion and experience life, liberty, and purpose on a higher level. So get ready. We're about to start a revolution. Again, welcome. I'm excited to continue talking about the rest of God. From this place of rest in God, you can prosper financially, your body can be healed, you can excel in your area of gifting as you show the world your gift, supercharged by God's grace. You can live a life of peace, joy, and love as you rest and let God be God in your life. How do we live in this rest? By following what Jesus and the Word of God says. Jesus said, come learn of me, and you will find rest for your soul. So he's saying, you need knowledge to live in this rest. And the word of God says in Hosea 4, 6, that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Therefore, with knowledge of what God has truly done for his people who believe in Jesus Christ, we will not be destroyed, but benefit from all that Jesus has obtained for us. And Jesus said after he had risen from the dead in Matthew 28, 18, All authority has been given unto me in heaven and earth, but he left earth. So what good would the authority he received for earth do him if he no longer is on earth? In verse 19, he said to us, now you go on earth. He delegated to us authority to go on earth in his name. So if he gave us authority on earth and he came to put us back in God's rest, then using this authority is a part of living in God's rest. Remember in Genesis 1:26, God said, let us make man in our image and let them have dominion on earth. So in the beginning, man had authority on earth. He gave his authority to Satan when he rebelled against God. But Jesus conquered Satan and got it back. A part of our rest is using our authority, the easy labor that we are to do. Our authority is released with words. And most believers don't know they have this authority and they are waiting on God to use his power to change things in their lives when they have not done their easy part, which is releasing their authority with words. It's like expecting a judge to put a criminal in jail when you, the police officer, has not arrested the criminal. He can't do his job until you've done yours. An example of using our authority is when I went to Mexico to try out for a professional baseball team there. On the way there, God said to my spirit that I have a job for you on this team. 
When I got there and showed them my skills, they told me no three times that the job was not mine. Now, I know I'd heard from God and that the job was mine, so I knew it was Satan working to stop it from coming to pass. So I used my authority, the easy labor part. I stood in center field and I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I declare that I'm the center fielder on this ball club. Satan, I take authority over you and all of your evil spirits and command you to take your hands off my job. And angels, I send you forth to secure my job. Now, even after doing this, they still said no to me having the job. But I held fast to what I said, and a few days later, they gave me the job. To show you the power of our words when we believe what we say, when they gave me the job, they put me in left field. Remember, I claimed the job in center field. A few weeks later, without me saying anything to anybody about playing center field, the coach came to me and said, we're going to move you to center field. I played center field the rest of the season. I got the desire of my heart and what God said he had for me. But if I had not done my easy labor part, it would not have come to pass. Now, the question that should be going through your mind is, how did I build my believer to believe like this? And this was not just a one-time thing. I used my authority in Mexico on several occasions to take authority over the rain, and every time the rain obeyed me. Here is how I built my believer. I would meditate in these scriptures that I'm about to cover with you, day in and day out. The first scripture is Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go you therefore and teach all nations. Notice he's saying right after that, as I said earlier, Go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Now, there's some religious people that say that this power passed away when the last disciple died. That can be true. Notice how Jesus ended this. He said, he said, I will be with you always, even unto the end of the world. This is the place he delegated the authority. No way that those disciples would be alive at the end of the world. They're dead now. So he was talking to us who are still alive, and he's not returned yet. So therefore, the power is still available to us. The next scripture I would meditate in, Mark 16, 14 through 20. Here's what it says. Afterwards, Jesus appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which seen him after he was risen. So in other words, Jesus was upset with them. He was not speaking nice to them. It says he upbraided them because they wouldn't believe that he was alive. Verse 15, and he said unto them, go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believes not shall be damned, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Now that is saying, he's telling us right here, that in my name you'll exercise authority over the devil. In whatever manner he's trying to stop you, whether it be in finances, whether it be in sickness, whether it be in uh, a job, as I talked about there when I went to Mexico, whatever the devil is doing, 
you have authority over it. I'm going to read, I'm going to start again at verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall exercise authority over the devil. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. In other words, they had to go, they had to speak, and he confirmed it with signs following by releasing the power to get it done. That's another scripture. Another scripture that I would meditate in is in Luke chapter 10, verses 17 through 20. Here's what it says. And the 70 returned again with joy. And Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through your name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. In other words, over all his ability and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this rejoice, not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Now, one of the things that's being said here, he, he said, Jesus said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And then he tells us that you should rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Well, heaven is a far more superior place. That's where our names are written at. That's why we can exercise authority over the devil because he has fallen from heaven. He has fallen from his place that he had in heaven. And we now are seated in heaven with Jesus Christ. And notice that it said, and the 70 returned again. This is telling us that it wasn't the first time they came back after exercising authority over the devil. And here's the thing about this. They weren't even born again. The power was delegated to them. They were not made righteous like we are today. So if they could exercise authority over the devil, then surely we can now that we're born again with Christ now on the inside of us. Another scripture I would go to is in Matthew. Uh, here's Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. And when Jesus called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them authority against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now, if you read the scriptures, you'll see that there were times when Jesus abraded his uh, disciples and got on their case because they could not free somebody that was sick or either the devil was there inside of them and he had to do it. And he was upset with them that they didn't do it because it's possible to have this authority and not have it work. And the reason it's not working is it has to be in your heart. You don't just have to speak it. You have to have it in your heart. And if you have it in your heart and you speak it, the demons, the sickness, it has to go. The issue that's standing in front of you trying to block you from with your gift and your talents and your ability, it has to move out of your way when you understand you have the authority. And if you take time to meditate in it and meditate in it and meditate in it, it will get in your heart and you will speak and you'll see things done. I'm going to drop down to verse five in Matthew chapter 10, verses five through eight. These 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into the cities of the Sumerians enter you not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, 
And as you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is what we should be doing right here. Here's what he says in verse eight. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. In other words, take authority over the devil. Freely you have received, freely give. This has been given unto us. We have this power and we have this authority through Jesus Christ. This is our easy labor, getting the knowledge, but also meditating in the word until it gets in our heart. These are the scriptures that I meditate in to get the authority that I have in my heart. Prosperity in my heart, I meditated in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 through 13, day in and day out until it got in my heart. And I would use my voice to call in prosperity, and it came. This thing is not about religion. It's about taking dominion on earth for the glory of God, letting people see that we have a living God. We have a part to play, but our part is small in comparison to the power that God will supply to make the impossible possible. Think about this. God rose Jesus Christ from the dead after being dead for three days and three nights. Jesus was dead. So raising him was all God. God supplied all of the power because Jesus again was dead. However, If Jesus had not done his part before he died, he would not have been raised from the dead. What was his part? Listen to Matthew chapter 12, verse 40. Jesus said, as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Jesus said that he would be in hell, the heart of the earth, for three days and three nights. That was his part. He believed it and he said it and God did what he said. And prior to going to the cross, the weight of what Jesus was about to do began to weigh on him until he said, Father, not my will, but your will be done. He knew his father's will was for him to die for us. And when he submitted totally to God's will, supernatural power showed up to strengthen him to endure the cross and die for us and be raised from the dead. Let me show you that this same power is available to us when we rest like Jesus did. First, let's see who raised Jesus from the dead. I'm in Romans chapter 8, verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also make alive your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. It was Holy Spirit who raised up Jesus from the dead. Let's go to Romans chapter six, verse four. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, talking about Jesus, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Now we know that Holy Spirit rose us from the dead. Therefore, we know that the glory of the Father being talked about here is Holy Spirit. Notice again what it's saying. It says that Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, the Holy Spirit, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So it's telling us that we should be able to walk in the same power that rose Jesus from the dead. Now, we can read Romans 6 this way to get further clarity, and I'm not changing the meaning. Listen to this. Therefore, 
We are buried with Jesus by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the power of Holy Spirit, we also should walk in this newness of life in Christ by the same Holy Spirit power that rose Jesus from the dead. Wow. That's what is available to us. Holy Spirit rose Jesus from the dead. And it's by Holy Spirit, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead, that we are to live this newness of life in Christ Jesus. Not by our power, but by the power of Holy Spirit. This is what the devil does not want you to know. With this knowledge, and you walking in this knowledge, Satan and his defeated kingdom is no match for you and the God who is in you. So he wants to get you caught up in religious activities instead of releasing the power of God within you. And when you come into the knowledge of the deeper revelations of God's kingdom, Satan will bring attacks, just like he did with the Apostle Paul. But as you continue with God, God will reveal what you need to overcome every attack. The Apostle Paul had attacks brought against him because of the revelational knowledge that he had. And he went to God three times. And God gave him what I'm talking to you about here. Listen to what he got in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given unto me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I sought the Lord three times, that it might depart from me. One of the things, let me stop for a minute. Some people hear that this was sickness and things. that That's not what this was. The issue was that everywhere Paul went, there was a satanic attack that came against him in that city and in that place. They stoned him. They beat him. They were doing a whole lot of things. And that was Satan coming against him. And Paul saying, Lord, hey, help me with this. Now listen to the instructions he was given. Verse 8. For this thing. Thought the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now, listen to God, Paul says after he heard that from the Lord. Paul said, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my weakness, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in weaknesses, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions in distress, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Notice that God said, my grace is sufficient. And Romans 6.14 says that we're not under the law, but under grace. See, under the law, those laws were written on our own. But under grace, they're written on our hearts and on our minds by who? By Holy Spirit. So we're not under the law, but under grace. So guess who administers grace? Holy Spirit does. So we are under Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the spirit of grace. So the Holy Spirit, the spirit of grace who raised up Jesus from the dead when he was helpless, he was dead. If Holy Spirit could raise Jesus in that state, she can raise us no matter how weak we may be. And Paul got it. He said, I take pleasure in my weakness for when I am weak, Yet I am strong because then the strength of Holy Spirit will kick in. Now, experience firsthand. A few years back, I was under a heavy attack, the most severe attack I've ever had in my life. I was so weak and discouraged that I didn't even want to pray. But I prayed my way to sleep anyway. 
When I woke up, I knew something supernatural had happened to me. All of the discouragement was gone. And I had a supernatural strength that I can't even describe. It was not rest and sleep. It was a supernatural strength and a supernatural rest. It was that powerful. This is what happened when we look to God and continue to desire to do his will. How else can we live out 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, that says, Thanks be to God, who always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. Not sometimes, always. The always would have to be God's power. 2 Corinthians 3, 5 says, Our sufficiency is not of ourselves. Our sufficiency is of God. Satan wants us to look to our ability and not God's ability. When we're focused on our ability, we will faint. But when we continue to meditate on God's ability, we will rest seeing the problem as no match for the God who lives on the inside of us. He is greater than what I'm facing. Maybe on the next episode, I will cover the scriptures that I go to when sin is trying to get me out of rest by focusing on my shortcomings. I go to these scriptures and they always put me at rest because they get me focused on the magnitude of my God and that he is the performer, not me. We'll see how the Lord leads. But be encouraged. Your God is great and great is his love for you. Rest in his love as you continue to gain knowledge of what he has already finished for you. Let me say right here, if you don't know our living Savior, Jesus Christ, you can get to know him now. Pray this prayer with me. Say, God, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Jesus, I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live this life. Thank you. That's it. It's that simple. If you believe what you just prayed, he has come in. Start reading the Bible for yourself. You can start in the book of St. John and in the book of Romans. And God will begin to show you his purpose for your life. And he'll begin to show himself unto you. Okay. We'll see you on the next episode.